Welcome to Broadcast 1132. You can join us live every Sunday during our worship experience or at church1132.com. We're going to jump in. We're starting this series, Summer Shift, and we're going to go to Philippians chapter 1. Philippians chapter 1. I love the book of Philippians. Philippians chapter 1, verse 12. It's going to be our text for the series for the next couple weeks. It says, now I want you to know, in verse 12, now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. What has happened to me has actually served to advance me. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. And because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. I want to talk next couple of weeks on this topic, a summer shift, and I want to use this as a backdrop. Paul, in this passage, is actually in prison. He's writing this from from prison, and I don't know if you've ever been through a bad day, had a bad day. Uh, Paul's had like a lot of bad days. He's like in bad month mode, possibly on the verge of bad life, and he, he's there, and he's pastoring these churches from prison. So it's difficult, difficult. So the only way he can do, you know, he's not, he's not texting, he's not emailing, he's writing letters. And so this is one of his letters to one of the churches from jail. And he says this, he says, what has happened to me, these chains, this prison, this journey, this trial, what's happened to me has actually served to promote me. It's actually served to propel me. It is actually, what they did to me actually served me. They sought to imprison me to halt the progression of the gospel. But what it actually did is it advanced the gospel all the more. This this, this is what Paul is saying. Paul had understood that at different levels of persecution in his life, it enabled him to shift into higher gears or higher opportunity or higher capacity. That's what I want to talk about. This is going to be like a little bit... It's going to date me a little bit, all right? Um, but some of you if, you, if you're under 25, you're not even going to know what I'm going to talk about right now. Uh, because back in the day, this is, this is a true story. Back in the day, your car did not shift gears automatically. Some of you, so some of you right now are like, my car has gears? And it's, it's okay, it's okay. Uh, but, but your car has gears, and, and back in the day, I mean, you'd have to shift that thing manually. How, how many of you remember, like, like, some good old stick shifts? You know, like, I mean, some, some good, so, some of you still like that, because you like that, you have that need for speed, so you like to feel like, you know, you, you're going 60 miles an hour, and you rev it all the way up, so it sounds like you're going 160 but anyways, it's fun. Uh, I, I, got bought, I bought a Mustang years ago, and uh, I, was, I just graduated high school and bought a Mustang, and, and uh, I loved it. And uh, it was actually a V6, okay? If you go to be a Mustang, you need to have a V8. It's just, it's just you're supposed to do that. So if you have a V6, you're, you, it's kind of like you're a poser, right? You got the Mustang, but it just can't do what a Mustang should do. But I had the, I had the biggest exhaust on that V6 Mustang. It sounded like a V12, 
And so when I rolled up, it didn't have what it it didn't have what it looked like it had or what it sounded like it had, but you thought it had it. And uh, so, I mean, I, I loved that car, and it was stick shift, and I mean, you just, I mean, you could just, you could rev it up. I could set off car alarms when I rolled by. I mean, it's like, I felt like I had it going on. And uh, I had survived homeschool. Now it's just like, I finally made it, you know. I'm out of the house. I'm in my Mustang, and, uh, and, and it was good. I, I remember when my dad was teaching me, though, like teaching me how to drive, and it was a 1987 Mazda B2000 pickup truck, all right? They know nothing about that. And, and so he was teaching me, and, and, and he's teaching me how to shift, and, and, and he would tell me, he said, Dustin, it's time to shift. And I'm like, Dad, how do you know when it's time to shift? He's like, I can just hear the engine. I know, I can feel it. I just know when it's time. And so he would tell me it's time to shift. Now, if you've ever drove, driven a stick shift, you understand that the, the, you, you can rev it too high, Right? About give my dad a heart attack because I'm like at 8,000 RPMs, just ah, going 15 miles an hour. He's like, shift, shift. I'm like, dad, stop swearing. He said, no, shift. Shug, <laughs> You'll get it later. Uh, my dad's an old assembly of God pastor. He's, just, he's, not, he's not doing any of that. Uh, but it was so important to shift because the RPMs had reached a level where that gear couldn't take any more without a shift to another level. You could also kill, you could kill the engine by having it in too high a gear at too low of a speed or by letting the clutch out too fast. Some of y'all don't even know what a clutch is. Don't worry about it. But, but you, could try to, you, you, you could try to get started and you had to let that clutch out. You remember this? You let that clutch and you could kill it. I remember a couple times that you know, I thought I was a little bit more cool than I really was. I'll be in that Mustang revving that engine. I was single at the time. In our little city, you know, there's just one strip that you drove by. So these girls pull up on the side, you know, I'm revving that thing. And then the most embarrassing thing you could ever do is when the light turns green and you've revved up and, you, you know, like waved, and then you kill it. And, and they cruise on, and you're just like sitting in the middle of the intersection like trying to start it again. That may have or may not have happened before. But I, I, I was thinking about, I, I was thinking about the, the, the mechanism or the machine or, or really the system of shifting. And, and I want to apply it to our lives today because I believe that God wants each of us, or maybe he wants us to see that we need to continue to shift. That whatever season you're in right now is exactly that, it's a season, or maybe it's a gear. And even though that gear is comfortable to where you are right now, to be what God has called you to be and to go where God has called you to go, to do what God has called you to do, you can't stay in the gear that you're in right now. It is going to require a shift. People don't like change. I mean, change is not easy. Change is not fun. But I tell you this, you better change if you want to go faster. If, if, you, if you've got a car that only can stay in one gear, it is going to limit your speed. If the engine over revs, it can burn out. If the engine under revs, it can stall out. I want to put this uh, just image on the screen just so you can see this because I think, I think it'll help some of you because some of you don't even know what this is. So, some, of you, some of you in this room, like you've never even seen, you, you know this thing's on your car. But you don't know what it is. You're like, yeah, every time I press the gas pedal down, it says I have gas. No, that's not your gas gauge. That's why you keep on running out. Okay, this is actually RPM 
counter, okay? Like, like it, it actually gauges your RPMs. So there's premium places where you need to shift. Anytime that you get into this red zone, you have passed the capacity of the gear that you're in. You, 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 and I'm going somewhere today, okay? So it's not like, I don't know that much about cars. I, I actually just learned how to change my own oil uh, in my wife's car like last month, okay? So I, I don't, I'm not an expert in cars. I actually Googled this, and um, you can do it too. But if you get in that red zone, you could burn up your engine. And you know what I've found is a lot of believers are either burnt out or stalled out. I'm either burnt out because I have ran at a high level in a low gear for too long, I've refused to change. I've refused to shift. See, some people that have been saved for a really long time, you find people that are burnt out. Because instead of, did you know that times change? Times change. The time, and you have to change with the times. Did, did you know that? I mean, you can keep on sending postcards if you want, but people aren't sending postcards anymore. I mean, you can keep on waiting by the mailbox all you want. Do you know I don't even check my mail? I don't. I don't, I don't even know. What, if it's just in the, I, don't, I don't get it. You can email me. Like, I don't, I don't even know. My neighbors hate me. They get my mail for me. They're like, this was in your mailbox. I think the mailman stopped coming to my house. I mean, he's just like, these guys gave up on life. <laughs> times change. And if you don't change with times, then you can find yourself burnt out trying to operate at the same level you've already always operated on. But you have been redlining for so long, you're burning yourself out. And what God is saying is that if you would be willing to shift, if you would be willing to change, I can actually take you to a higher level. I can actually take you to a greater gear. I can move you into a dimension that you've never been in before. I can take you to a place that you've never been. But you have have to be willing to shift. That's the problem is most people don't want to shift. They, they, they don't want to change. Well, I don't like that song, Pastor. I can't worship. Worship isn't a song. Worship is the attitude of your heart. Well, that light, it blinded me. Well, the light blinded Paul on the road to Damascus too, and he lived. Like, you'd be okay. Wear some sunglasses. You'll be all right. It's time to shift. Otherwise, you'll stay at a low gear expecting high results and you'll burn yourself out. People in ministry want to operate at a high level, but they're in a low gear and they refuse to change and they find themselves burnt out. And now they hate the ministry that they used to love, not because the ministry did something wrong to them, but they have to realize that at higher levels, there's higher levels of attack. At different levels, there's different levels of responsibility. At different levels, there's different levels of accountability. If you want to be great, you have to pay a great cost. Greatness does not go on sale. If you want to do something great for God, then you have to put on your big boy pants and you have to recognize that a higher level is going to bring a higher rate of attack. The faster I go, the more my engine will heat up. See, heat actually is the opportunity for you to shift. If you shift too soon, some of you like hate cars, you're like, can I, can I come back next week? If you, if you shift too soon, you have decreased power and decreased speed, but be in a higher gear. So some people have no power in a higher gear and no speed in a higher gear because they got there too soon. Because the only way that you can get to that gear is with the right amount of heat. 
Heat is actually what enables your engine, your life, to be able to handle the next level. God does not want you living in a low gear. First gear Christian, second gear Christian, third gear for the next 30 years. God wants you to shift. But the way that God gets you to shift is through heat. And that's why Paul says that what meant to imprison me actually served to advance me. Did you know without tension, you would have never changed? Without pressure, you would have never adjusted. Without an enemy, you would never need a savior. Without a problem, you would never need a miracle. Did you know that a movie with no plot would be really boring? A movie with no villain, a movie with no downside, a movie with no tragedy, a movie just just like all happy. Just all happy the whole time. It starts happy, the middle's happy, it ends happy, and you're bored. Because the, the glory is in the conflict. The glory is in the comeback. The glory is in the overcoming. And what God wants you to realize today in this moment, in this first week of summer shift, is that this summer doesn't have to be like every other summer. That this summer doesn't have to be like every other season. That this time of your life does not have to be like every other time. But if you would use the heat to your advantage, instead of slowing down when the attack gets greater, and put your foot down and change the gear, you could shift to another level. And at another level, you've got greater capacity for greater speed, for greater power. But you have to be willing to shift. And that is on you. The engine has the capability, but it's you that changes the gears. It is you that increases the speed and increases the heat so that it is possible for you you to shift. Paul, in this letter to the Philippians, it says that the opposition against him actually made him known. Paul, Paul was already known but because that he kept on pastoring and writing and ministering from the place of chains, it says that he became famous or he became well-known. See, opposition actually gets you on the map. Some people say, well, I hate it when people talk about me. At least people are talking about you. They might be talking bad, but at least they're talking. There's people that, be, that would die to have anybody say anything to them or about them. Sometimes I, I complain about people talking bad about ministry, about the church, or about us, or, or at least they're talking. This, this is what Paul said, man, they tried, to, they tried to harm me, but they gave me free, free publicity. They tried to take me out, but they gave me free marketing. It's like, I'm good. Because he goes on to say that the gospel has to be preached. He said, even if it's by false motives, it doesn't matter. It's not about me. It's not about what I'm trying to build anyways. It's about the gospel of Jesus Christ advancing and going forward. So it's not about me. It's it's not about me. It's about what I carry. Because they tried to imprison the messenger to try to take out the message. It doesn't work that way. See, your, your life is not really... The attack on your life is not really against you. It's against what you carry. It's, it, it, it's God, the enemy's not attacking me. He's attacking my family because of the legacy. He's not attacking you just because it's you. Sometimes we think too highly of ourselves. 
It's like, whoa, man, the devil's after me. The devil can be in one place at one time. Okay, so if the devil's after you, you better be doing some business. If he's really devoted, no, I swear the devil was in my room last night. He is not in your room. I promise you, he's not in your room. He's probably not in the United States of America. I don't know if there's a Christian in the United States of America that is causing enough trouble to hell that the devil's actually there. I just, I'm just saying. Not a knock on anybody, but you better be making some serious waves if you're going to say the, de- the devil is here. He's in my house. Listen, some of what is happening to you is not about who you are. It's about the potential that you carry. It's about the possibility your life could make to somebody else. Your testimony that could speak to somebody else. You making it through your... Because this, this is what the opposition did to Paul. The opposition against Paul made him known. But the opposition against Paul also made the other believers bold. It said when they saw that Paul continued to minister when the heat was hot, they said they got bold. And they began... When people see you go through storms and keep your faith... It actually gives them faith to make it through their storms. When they see you have boldness in the face of difficulty, when they see you operate with grace in the midst of attack, when they see you operate in kindness in the midst of hatred, when they see that, it actually emboldens others to do what you're doing. This is what happened with Paul. He became known. Other people became, became bold. And the opposition against Paul proved the power of the gospel. It proved it because they could imprison him, but they couldn't imprison the message. Paul said, man, they, they got me locked up, but the, the gospel keeps on advancing. He got me locked up, but the gospel keeps on advancing. Whenever life heats up, like it did for Paul, whenever life heats up, it gives you the opportunity to shift to a higher gear. I want you to remember this today. Whenever life heats up, it gives you the opportunity, whatever you're going through right now, whatever you came in these doors with today, when life is hot, instead of thinking, i got to get this thing to cool down, you've got to find another gear to tap into. God's trying to teach you something. God's trying to change something in your life. God's trying to adjust a perspective or adjust an attitude. You know, God never gives you forgiveness. He gives you people to forgive. I just want to be a forgiving person. He's not going to just gift wrap forgiveness and leave it at your doorstep, sir. He's going to give you someone that you have to forgive. That's where it gets real, isn't it? Because when we think about heat, we think about like, like, like actual demons like fighting us. And we're with our Bible and we're like, oh, let's go. It's not that. It's your boss won't give you a raise. Heat. Things in your house break down. Heat. A son walks away from the Lord. Heat. A wife cheats on you. Heat. Someone dies you've been praying for. Is, is this too close to home? This is, we can't just be up here spiritually and not apply this practically. Paul said the things that were happening to me practically actually served to advance the gospel spiritually. It's practical and spiritual. It's spiritual and practical. It's these things working together. If I'm all spiritual, what difference am I going to make? If I'm all practical, I have no supernatural power. It's practical and spiritual, spiritual and practical, working together to shift me from gear to gear, from level to level, from glory to glory. 
it is never about you, it's about what you carry. They imprisoned the messenger to imprison the message. They tried to stop the gospel, but they ended up advancing it. Everything that the enemy is trying to do in your life, he's trying to silence you, he's trying to stop you, and everything that he's doing is going to end up backfiring on him because it's going to advance the same gospel that he tried to stop because opposition is an indicator of God's opportunity. And whenever the heat gets up, it gives me an opportunity to shift to another gear. I would have never changed unless the heat got hot enough. I, I would have never prayed like I prayed unless I felt lonely enough. God used my loneliness. God used my wilderness. God used my pain. God used my mistakes, God, and I can spend the rest of my life redlining in second gear asking God, why? Or I can do like Paul did and say, okay, this has given me an opportunity for that. Well, you don't know my dad. No, your dad, you, you should go back and thank your dad. You should thank him for giving you an opportunity to shift to another gear. You should thank every person that ever offended you. You should thank every person that ever hurt your family. You should thank them for an opportunity to go to another level. From glory to glory. From strength to strength. I'm talking about going back to people that really hurt you. That really injured you. You should thank that church. You should thank that leader. You should thank them because it gave you an opportunity to be better, to grow more, to run faster, to do something that you've never done before. That's what God gives you the opportunity to do when the heat gets turned up. We want to like get out of the heat. It's like summer in Texas. It's like we want to go somewhere else, right? That's just me. Uh, it's hot. When the heat gets turned up, instead of trying to get out of the trouble that you're in, maybe, just maybe, adjust your perspective to look at what can I learn or how can I shift. I'll give you three things as we start to wind down that I think we can learn from Paul and we can learn from, from, this, from this shift. The first thing is we have to recognize this is, I think, we've already been here today, but we recognize that there are higher gears than what I am in right now. You just have to recognize that whatever is your ceiling right now can be tomorrow's floor. That that whatever issue, if I'm redlining right now, it does not mean that that is the cap, that this is the the extent to my capacity. You ever felt like a problem was going to break you? You ever felt like a situation, that's not your cap. It's, it's, it's the end of one season, or it's the end of one gear. That season only has a certain amount of capacity, and you might be redlining in that season, but that doesn't mean that you have to slow back down and never, never push that boundary again. It means that you have to get ready. You've got to brace yourself for a shift so you can change. Today's ceilings could be tomorrow's floor if you learn how to shift. Psalm 84 verse 7, it says, they go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. They go from strength to strength. That's how we should live our lives. It's not I live in strength. I go from strength to strength. Oh, this has been a great season. And there's a greater season. Oh, this has been a hard season. There's another season. 
you, you got to leave that season behind. This book has a lot of chapters. And you can keep on reading chapter 1 and read. Maybe I should say it this way. Your Christian life is like grade school. And, and you keep on doing first grade over and over again. And you get mad at God because you're not passing first grade. But in order to pass first grade, when the heat gets applied, you have to change. And if you never pass the tests, you never get to go to second grade. It's not rocket science. We, but we like to over-spiritualize it to say, God, do you know who I am? I should be in second grade. You, you hear my Mustang? I should be further than what I am right now. Don't you know who I am? Don't you know what's in me? God, Yeah, he put it there. And if you would just pass the test, he put, well, I don't know when anybody's going to see my gift. Well, if you used your gift on yourself, is that too much for this? this? If your gift only works for counseling others but not for you, then you got to rearrange your gift set, sir. That gift has to work for you just like it works for somebody else. You have to be able to take your own advice before you start giving advice. You've got to recognize that there is another gear. There's another level. Well, I thought I could never be happier. You can be happier. I thought I'd never make it through that depression. You can make it through that. There is another chapter. Most people will not change until the pain of staying the same is too great. That's really when people change, is when the pain of staying. That's the heat. The heat is actually a blessing. You know, you would have never got counseling in your marriage if there wouldn't have been conflict. So you're mad about the conflict, but the conflict actually got you to a place where you got help. You would have never went for the help if you hadn't had the conflict. So the heat was actually a blessing. Is, is, this, is this clicking for anybody? The heat is actually a blessing. The heat is a blessing. The heat is a blessing. It hurts. I know it hurts, but it's also a blessing. It's about perspective. It's about how you see problems. It's about how you see difficulties. Number two is recognize the heat that I'm feeling is because not just a higher gear is available, but the heat I'm feeling is because this is my sign now that I have to go to another gear. This is my indicator. We say opposition is an indicator of a great opportunity. Or opposition is a prophetic indicator that God's about to do something in your life. So when I hit trouble, the alarm should go off in my mind. When trouble hits your home, hits your family, instead of why God, you should put your hand on the stick shift and say, okay, God, I'm ready. I'm ready. I don't know what you're trying to do. I don't know what you're trying to teach me. But you promised me that I would not be burned by the fire that I would go through. He, he didn't promise you you wouldn't go through the storm. He promised that the storm wouldn't kill you. He promised that the fire wouldn't overtake you. So I have to recognize as an indicator that when trouble hits me, i got to learn something. I don't want to repeat first grade again. I want to learn. You, you know, something I try to do in my own life is, is when people hurt me or my family, I always try to make sure that the last words they hear from me there's a relationship issue or break, I try to make sure that the last words they hear from me are always grace, forgiveness, and love. I want to make sure that the road is paved perfectly for any time that they want to come back to relationship. I never want to leave a relationship with a chasm. I always want to leave a relationship with a bridge. 
I, I always want to make sure that the relationship has a connecting point, that if anything changes for them in their heart or whatever, that there is an easy access to come back into relationship. I, I, I want to make, make, uh, make that bridge clear for them. When, when, you walk, when, when you're walking through life in, in relationally, if you don't pass the test, you're going to have to pass them again. I, I, learned, I learned this lesson, lesson the hard way many times. And so now I've learned that if I can pass the test, then I can move on from the season. If I can pass the test, then I can move to the next gear. If I can pass the test, then I can step into the next level. The, number three is recognize that shifting to a higher gear means repeating the basics at a higher level. And this is where we'll end today. When you go to second gear, it is not as if now you do something different. It's the same thing. Pedal to the metal. Same thing. Third gear, same thing. Fourth gear, same thing. Fifth gear, same thing. It's the same thing. It's the same thing on a different level. Now, this is what we think about in church. We think, now that I'm in fifth gear, I shouldn't have to serve anymore. People should serve me. No, it's the same thing on another level. Well, it must be nice to be the pastor. That must be nice to, no, it's the same thing on a, on a different level. It, it must be nice to be the CEO, because it's the same thing on a different level. It's, it's the, see, it's the basics. As believers, the more mature we get, the more we forget the basics. The more we get just the elementary things. But to go from glory to glory, from strength to strength, is actually just applying the basics on another level, it is applying the things I already know. It's commitment. It's being with Jesus. It's generosity. It's forgiveness. It, it, it is loyalty. It is those basic things on another level. And when leaders, I see leaders do this all the time. Leaders are advancing fourth gear, fifth gear, and then they forget what they did that got them from first to second. And now they think they're going to operate somewhere differently, and they stall out. Because they never went through the heat to get to the level that they're on. Because every level has a level of heat, a degree of heat. And you have to use the heat to shift you to another dimension, to another level, to another place. If you're a leader in here, you run a business, you've got to continue to grow. Which means that when the heat comes, instead of bouncing from that job to another or firing that employee instead of talking to them, you should face it and shift your organization to another level. Is anybody hearing me today? Shifting to a higher gear means repeating the basics at a higher level. Let's just say it this way. When you count to 100, all right, like Jude right now, he asked me, he said, Dad, my oldest son, he's four. He says, Dad, can you count all the way to 100? I said, yeah, I think I can. He says, do it. I'm like, I don't think I need to prove it. He's like, can you do it? I'm like, I can do it. I just don't really want to. Okay, and we're in the car. We're in road I'm like, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. He's waits the entire time. He wanted to really see if I could do it. So I'm all the way to 100. You know, he can count to 10. So technically, he could count to 100. Because counting to 100 is just counting to 10 10 times. Over. See, you advancing is not about you learning some theological secret. You come into worship and now it's like, oh, hello. The Reverend Dustin Bates is in the building. No, it's just the same thing. It's just another level. 
How does it feel? How does it feel, pastor? How does it feel to be in ministry? This the same exact way it felt when I was 16, just at another level. Oh, how was that jump from youth ministry to senior pastor? Not much different except young people listen. I'm joking. Too much, too much, too much, too much, too much. Sorry. Same thing at a different level. See, that's, that's where your relationship with God needs to be. Not freaking out because you're not qualified. Not freaking out because you messed up. How'd you get over your mess ups when you're in first grade? Well, I confessed and I, for, I, I asked for forgiveness and then I just got back up. And, but now I'm a leader. Yeah, you get back up the same exact way, actually. The same exact way. It's the same thing. Just over and over. You know what? It's actually a rhythm. There's a rhythm to it. That's how an engine operates in rhythm. If you're really good, if you're really good at, at, at changing gears, there's a rhythm to it. You almost barely even feel the shift. Because there's such, the heat comes shift, the heat comes shift, the heat comes shift, and you're in seventh gear and you don't even know what happened. Because somebody has figured out the rhythm. Some of us, we wait in the heat too long to see if it'll leave us. Ah, 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 maybe it'll let up, maybe it's not letting up, it's not letting up, and you blow your engine. You gotta find the rhythm. I wanna I want give you this. I, I actually, I wasn't joking, I actually Googled, like, how do you shift a manual transmission? And this is, this is one of the definitions I found. He said, press the clutch. Move the lever into the next gear. Add some gas. Easier said than done, right? If anybody's ever tried it, you ever been on the hills of San Francisco with a stick shift? It's like, it's embarrassing, okay? Uh, press the clutch. Move the lever into the next gear. Add some gas. So let me say it this way for you. The clutch is like prayer. Because when a clutch is pressed, it disengages the gears from the rest of the engine. It, it's a disengaging. Prayer disengages you. I, I'm, I'm, I'm cutting off connections with everything. I'm just, I'm just going to be with you, God. The things that happen to me serve to advance the gospel. So the first thing that I have to do when I recognize that the opposition against me is trying to give me an opportunity, that God's trying to shift me, the heat's here. So the first thing I do, instead of trying to get out of the heat, I just disengage. That's where most people stay. Clutch down. Prayer. Oh, but if you always pray, but you never act, you will never shift. It, I've been praying to God for finances. You could pray, but there's an act involved. I've been praying for God for deliverance, for freedom. That you can pray. And that's part of the shift. It's, I'm, I'm not saying it's not important. It's, it's crucial. You cannot change gears without the clutch unless you're, like, really good. Um, but in our, in our analogy, it's impossible. You have to press the clutch, and then you have to move intent, intently. This is our practical side. So I have to press the clutch. I have to disengage from the voices. i got to disengage from the heat. I've got to disengage from all... All of those things, I've got to disengage in prayer. The Bible says don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. I'm disengaged. And then I have to move myself 
into the next gear. This is what people don't understand. I will not move myself. God will move me. If God is God, then he will move me. He will not move you. You have to move you. He gave you a brain. He gave you a body. He gave you a will. You have to move you. I'll never get over it, Pastor. I'll never get over it. And you never will because you refuse to shift. Oh, that betrayal, Pastor, that hit me so deep. I understand. I understand. And I'm not trying to take away from your pain. I'm just saying that if you would disengage and you would intently shift then it says add some gas and I call that faith because I'm not just sometimes I can pray without faith I don't know if you've ever done that before it's kind of like whining God still hears it God still hears it like it's real God still hears but I gotta it, it's practical and spiritual it's, it, it's I gotta disengage and I gotta shift come on Dustin shift this is what David said. He said, he talked to himself. He says he strengthened himself in the Lord. In the Psalms, he said, why so downcast? Oh, my soul. You know what he's doing? Disengage. Shift. And then we'll throw some faith on top. See, this is what you got to do with anything that you're facing right now. Disengage from it. Get into a place of prayer. But don't disengage so that you can be disengaged. Disengage so that you can prepare for a shift. And then you shift into that gear intentionally. I need healing. Then you shift into it intentionally, baby. You shift it in the next gear. You throw some faith on it. And you let it ride. Well, I don't know if it's going to happen. It's not going to happen if you never try. It's not going to happen if you never believe. It's time to exercise your faith. This is a summer of shifting. This is a summer of growth for you. This is a summer of increase. This is not a summer of weeping. This is not a summer of labor. This is a summer of shifting. God has another level. God has another gear. God has more capacity. God has more for you to do, but it's going to require us to shift. So I press the clutch of prayer and I shift intentionally, and I throw my faith on it. Pastor, I'm not one of those, like, faith talk people. What are you, a doubt talker? What's, what's, what's the other side of that? Well, I don't just like to, like, blab it and grab it. You ever heard of that? Okay. Why don't you just shift your attitude? It doesn't have to be about the car you drive or the money you have. Why don't you just shift your attitude? Let's just shift our perspective. We're blessed. You know what I had to tell myself that a couple months ago? I just, I don't know why. I just, like, kind of found myself in a little bit of a rut. Just, like, my attitude, like a rut. Like, I don't know why. Feel some heat. Couldn't understand. Why, God? Oh. You can be in 37th gear, and sometimes you forget the basics. Like, oh, yeah. Heat means I got to shift. Disengage. Prayer. Shift. Dustin, straighten up. You're blessed. You're blessed and highly favored. You're, God's hands on you. God's given you so much. He saved you from so much. Now, throw some faith on it and step into the next gear. From glory to glory, from strength to strength. I'm going from level to level. Don't be content where you are. There is another gear for you. There's another level for you. Philippians chapter 1, a couple verses earlier in the message, it says, There has never been the slightest doubt. In my mind that the God who started 
this great work in you would keep at it and bring it to a flourishing finish on the very day Christ Jesus appears. There's never been the slightest doubt in my mind that God who started this gear-changing process in you wouldn't leave you stalled out and wouldn't leave you burnt out, but will make sure that you shift into the gear that you need to be in to accomplish what God put in your heart, to accomplish what has happened to me actually served to advance me. Thanks for listening. You can find out more about us at church1132.com.